Hey, beautiful souls, it's Mickey Sachiko. There's no one-size-fits-all approach to wellness. That's why there's this podcast, so we can all explore different lessons and find out what may work for you and maybe your loved ones too. And we call this Wellnessable, or wellness is possible. I mean, anything is possible if we put in the work. So enough about the intro and let's learn together. Welcome back again to Wellness is Possible or Wellnessable Podcast. Today we've got a badass guest, uh, Mark Mugen Striggle, a mixed martial arts world champion. What's up, guys? Sea Games. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Mark, Uh, thank you for being here. Yes. So grateful. Um, Before we uh, started recording, I was just like sort of like asking you how many fights you've gotten so far. And you've shared with me different types of fights. And it looks like to date, it's about close to 150 around that figure, right? So Yeah, I, I actually forgot to mention Sambo. I totally forgot about Sambo. So that's like another 15 fights right there with combat Sambo. So um, yeah, I'd say anywhere from 150 to 200 um, if you include wrestling. So it would be a combination of wrestling uh brazilian jiu-jitsu uh amateur and professional mixed martial arts and uh full contact uh sambo combat sambo so mm-hmm. i've clocked cool. in uh quite some time yeah uh, i can understand why you lost track of it because that's a lot and the reason i ask you about that is because i wanted you to share to our viewers and our listeners right now what sort of like typical training day do you go for to prefer for a certain fight it's true it's a little bit tricky because mixed martial arts you know just like the name entails uh mixed martial arts you're you're training for so many different disciplines so it's a combination of all the martial arts so you need to be training for striking you need to be training for wrestling and you need to be training for the submissions uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu on the ground and at the same time you have to be training strength and conditioning and strength conditioning could be everything Everything from swimming to uh, to running to uh, lifting weights, you know, to, um, you know, uh, all these different forms of strength and conditioning, depending on what your body needs and what your coaches uh, think you need. So MMA training is a little bit uh, complicated and it's definitely catered around the fight camp and who you're fighting and your style against his style. Um, you know, if it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu or a grappling competition, for example, then you don't have to worry about strikes um, because you're not going to strike in that competition. Um, So then you would just grapple and do uh, strength and conditioning. So it it really depends what competition I'm preparing for and um, what I need at that time based on my body. And over the years, you know, I've, I'm, uh, I'm 34 now, you know, so I've, I started, I turned professional in mixed martial arts in 2009 so I've been fighting as a professional for you know over a decade, and I started wrestling when I was seven years old. So, um, yeah. So I, I've been doing martial arts for a very long time, and just over the years, I've I've learned to uh, listen to my body, and I have a pretty good. I feel you know you can always learn more, of course, and it's a never-ending process. But I feel I have a pretty good understanding of uh, my body and uh, and where I'm at and what I need and how to how to keep competing at a high level um, as I get older. Yeah, and I kind of like that 
uh, earlier you were sharing uh, before we hit record as well, how you guys are attacking it in a holistic way in terms of like preparing. So like, okay, I'm, I'm actually curious, like what sort of like preparation specifically do you mean by that? For sure. I mean, when I was younger, I actually, I've always been pretty, I've always had a good understanding on the importance of stretching and flexibility, even when I was wrestling in high school, because I'd get injured. And then I'd realize I learned from an early age, like, oh, I'm injured. But if I stretch, I feel better, you know, or if I stretch and warm up properly and, you know, spend an extra 10, 15 minutes, I, I don't get injured nearly as much. So mm -hmm. um, with that said, especially as as I've gotten older, I spend quite a lot of time stretching, um, doing yoga, um, mm. you know, and yoga. I mean, I don't, you know, um, if I have access to, of course, I'll, I'll go to a, a nice studio and uh, join a class. But a lot of the time when I'm traveling, I, I don't have that, that, uh, that access. So when I say yoga, sometimes I'll just find a really nice routine online. You know, there's, there's so much information out there, especially on YouTube and, uh, you know, so many uh, stretching routines and yoga routines, just uh, catering to certain muscle groups too, you know? So if you need something for your knees and your hips or your psoas muscle, in different areas, you can find something on, on YouTube. The knowledge is there. So, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time stretching and, uh, and taking care of my body because MMA is a, a pretty rough sport. Um, yeah. It's full contact. And, you know, I've built a lot of injuries over the years for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, with the, those numbers of fights, I'm sure your body's so messed up, but like maybe in a good <laughs> yeah, way. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of your body, like what sort of nutrition do you like you know uh invest on a month before let's say uh your weight in like before your i don't have any crazy uh diets or anything um i mean as far as nutrition i'm i'm lucky that in manila i uh i'm sponsored and uh work with uh kim kim king's uh, kitchen mm -hmm. uh, kkk kim king's kitchen so they uh provide me with uh, their meal plan and um that makes things so easy, you know, after a long day of training where I can, I know what I'm eating and all the macros are labeled, are labeled uh, on, on the meals. Um, it really depends though if I have to lose weight for a competition too, then I'll cut back some ca calories and I'll have to count my calories. Um, I just make sure that I'm eating, you know, whole foods, healthy foods. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, before competitions, I mean, I'm human. I, I love my cheat meals and I love, I love soda. I love chips. I, I love instant ramen. Um, but before a competition, I definitely cut out all of those things. Um, and as far as supplementation goes, pretty standard. I, I take whey protein, um, creatine, fish oil, multivitamin, zinc, B-complex, mm -hmm. um, vitamin D. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Loving those. I'm gonna, I'm just wondering how much weight do you typically lose before a fight, or is it depending on a fight? Yeah, it depends on the fight. Um, I I fought at 135 at my lowest at bantamweight, 135, and I've and usually I fight at 145. Oh. Um, I walk around at 165. So for the last I don't know almost 10 years now, I've pretty much I don't get really heavier than 165 ever 
Um, so when I go from 165 to 135, that's, that's a big cut. That means, you know, that's 30 pounds. So for the weigh-ins, that's a big challenge. I'll, I'll diet off about 10 to 15 pounds just from cutting back on my calories and, um, training hard and losing real, uh, real fat and body weight. And then the last 15 pounds I'll lose, uh, in the sauna, all in water weight, mm, yeah. okay. 30 pounds total. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's tricky. And, uh, now that I'm older, I don't think I'm going to go to uh, 135 anymore. It's, it's too big a cut. Um, but I'm a little bit small for 145, even though I'm 165, I'm a little small for 145. That's 20 pounds. Um, but in the MMA world, that's quite easy for guys. And there are a lot of bigger guys at 145 than me. So I'm in the process of gaining some muscle and, uh, and putting on some size for 145. I see. I'm actually just wondering, like, that's because that sounds like a lot of dedication. And it sounds like you're very, you know, still devoted for that after still so many years of doing it. Is there something that you find extra challenging for this journey for you being an athlete, especially for this kind of um, field? Like, what is the most difficult part of the training for you or preparation for you? Um, no, I still I still love it. I mm -hmm. I like to win, you know, I, I like to win. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I think that's why I do it. Um, there's no rush quite like, you know, stepping, you know, stepping into a cage or a ring or competition mats when it's mono -e mono one-on-one and there's a winner and a loser and it's black and white like that. You know, um, I love that rush. I love that thrill and I like to win. So that's, you know, it's my passion. That's, uh, that's why, that's why I still do it. Cool. I mean, like after the fight, though, like, is there something that since you said you love winning um, besides other things that you do to reward yourself? I am. This is something that I'm curious asking about for for athletes. What is your cheat, uh, you know, that cheat uh, cheat day like? Like when you do you eat anything for a certain period of time after you're done with certain fights? Like do you indulge into something? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I usually after... After my competitions, it's crazy, actually. When I was younger and I, when I was in my 20s, I used to get sick after my fights because I would eat so much trash and bad food, so much junk food. I would actually get, like, not sick, like, uh, um, you know, throwing up or anything. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I get sick. I get, like, a fever. Yeah. No, not even upset. Like, I'd get, I'd get uh, legitimately sick with, like, um, um, like a fever or, like, uh, um, the flu or something just because, you know, for, for one to two months, I've been eating so clean and, and I've been, you know, um, eating, eating like, um, you know, such a regimented routine, you know, sleeping properly, uh, drinking enough water, um, eating the right food, taking the right vitamins. And then suddenly I, I, and this is before, right? This is my twenties. So I'm not like this now, but yeah, I would suddenly flood my body with, I wouldn't drink water. I'd just be drinking soda, um, drink a lot of beer and be celebrating with my friends and just a lot of uh, bad processed food and bad food. And I'd actually get uh, sick. And um, I'm sure my body was just so confused. Like, what are you doing? You know, two months <laughs> of being so clean and, you know, uh, stretching every night and, you know, taking good care of your body. And then all of a sudden just like uh, trashed. So um, these... After I turned 30, I started, uh, I stopped doing that and I started taking much better care of my body and not gaining as much weight 
um, after my fights and in between fights. I these days I stay a lot. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll have a cheat meal and I'll have, you know, maybe I'll eat some. You know, I'll reward myself for a few days, but not like not like before. And what I do reward myself with, um, I, I love Italian food, so I'll have I'll have a lot of pasta and uh, lasagna, um, cheese, uh, pizza, and uh, yeah, just a, a lot of things that I I couldn't eat uh, during fight camp. Yeah, I mean, I cannot blame you. Like my go-to um, cheat, like food as well, is uh, also Italian food. So, and I, I kind of like relate to what you said there. Like one, once you're constantly eating healthily, you're leaving something healthily, and and then the, you take a certain day after months of being like that, you have one or day, uh, one or two days. Suddenly, I would suffer from like stomach pain because. If yeah. I'm eating something not healthy, it's like your body's got confused after months of being no, healthy. No, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the reason that I got sick too is because, or I would, like after quite a few fights, is because I'm drinking alcohol, I'm going out with my friends, I'm not sleeping properly. And also the stress of the fights, like built up, you know, and my immune system being a little bit down going into the fight just because you're training so much, you're borderline overtraining, and then suddenly... You're not getting that rest and recovery time anymore. And you're just flooding your body with bad food and you're hardly sleeping. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's why I would get sick quite often. Got it. This just reminds me of something I wanted to ask you. Like throughout your career for this, uh, you know, profession, like whenever you get that, you know, thinking that this is like too much or like you said, borderline over training, Whenever you have that desire to quit, what what do you do or what do you think when you're so exhausted so that you can still push through and still keep winning, as you said earlier? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm I've never been a stranger to hard work. You know, I've always, you know, welcomed it. And I know when I'm working hard and when I'm not. And I have that, you know, that built in guilt or or whatever you want to call it. You know, like I know that if I'm slacking off and I'll. Yeah, I just don't go there. It's kind of uh it's kind of natural. And also, you know, I have I have my motivations uh now that I'm older too and I have a family and I I have two kids, you know, my kids are my motivation and uh you know, um yeah, just building building a future for them. I think I'm actually hearing uh some of your kids in the background too. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're uh Well, they're uh, that... two almost two and uh almost four, so it's a fun age <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and probably hard from what i've heard from my friends or our parents oh for sure it's, uh, you know, it's a wild age yeah <laughs> i i just you know suddenly from what you said it it really sounds like you have that um they call it like a personal or type a personality like people who loves winning who are constantly just motivated to just keep pushing the boundaries and becoming the best versions of themselves. And mm. I wanted to ask, because usually the viewers and listeners of Full Nessables are, are people who are into growth mindset and people who wanted to become a, you know, to unlock the better versions of themselves. So just, I think my final question to you, Mark, is any like tips you think that you can share to people like those who are, you know, someone wanted to emulate the kind of lifestyle that you have and wanted to embrace that kind of mindset that you have. But it's a challenge for them because they're not used to that. So what are your, like any tips or lessons you've learned over the past, uh, well, more than a decade now of doing this? 
I think it's important to, you know, you know, to recognize uh, your motivations and know why you're doing it and have that goal, um, have the goal um, in mind. And also goal setting is important. You know, I, I, I learned it at wrestling camp when I was very, very young, when I was, I think, 15, they made us write our goals. We, they made us write like one-year goals, three-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals. I still do that to this day. You know, so I think having, you know, um, goal-oriented thinking, you know, everything from small goals to much bigger goals um, is very important. And, you know, everyone feels tired and drained and, um, you know, lacks motivation at times. But for me, my, my thought process has always been, you know, I have one life to, one life to live, you know, like I want to, you know, I, I want to live it to the fullest and I don't want to have uh, any regrets when I'm, when I'm older and looking back. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of my body and I'm going to chase my goals and, you know, um, go big or go home. <laughs> Love it. That's nice. I mean, speaking of goals, like, are there any particular big or small um, events or anything that's next for you right now that you're working on that you can share to the public? I'm sure there are maybe something that's just still behind the curtains, but anything you wanted to like um, announce in here that's next for you? Um, for Sambo, I'm part of the national team for uh, for Philippine Sambo. And um, next year we have uh, some big competitions. So um, I'm training hard for that. And um, uh, yeah, uh, they can just... Uh, Everybody watching, if you could please uh, follow me on social media. Um, I like to post fitness stuff. I like to post, uh, um, you know, exercise, diet, uh, diet tips, and a lot of raw footage of how I train. So if you guys are uh, curious about that, um, you could check me out on a social media, Mark Mugen, on all of my social media, except for TikTok, Mark Mugen 23. Um, yeah, just please uh, check me out there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for that. We'll make sure to post that as well for you guys so you can follow those links for Mark. Actually, you mentioned Mugen and we've, uh, you know, we've been talking about this uh, as well before we record. Uh, and you, you mentioned something that he got it from like a Japanese word or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what happened was a uh, short, funny story. I, I was... I was already professional. I was already a professional fighter in MMA, and one of the promotions that I was fighting for, I didn't have a nickname at the time. I was uh, I only had a few professional fights, and uh, one of the promotions I was scheduled to fight for, they told me that I needed a nickname, and that if I didn't give them a nickname, one would be provided for me, and I didn't want to get provided with you know something stupid, you know, like <laughs> something that didn't match my yeah. personality at all, yeah. you know, like God knows. <laughs> God knows what they would have chose, you know, and then what if it stuck? And that's what I had to, you know, have for the rest of my, my uh, fighting career. So because of that, I was put uh, in the hot seat and had to think of something fast. And uh, my brother and I, we were watching an anime. Uh, my brother and I, we were, we were born and raised in Tokyo, Japan, um, even though I'm Phil Am. My bro uh, yeah, my mom is Filipino. My dad is American, but uh, we grew up in Japan because my parents were international school teachers. So anyway, we were we were sitting down. We were watching this uh, anime called uh, Samurai Champloo. And one of the characters is named Mugen. And Mugen in Japanese means limitless. And when we got the, the email from the promotion, and they were like, hey, you need a nickname. We just looked at each other and looked at the anime. And we were like, yo, dude, how about Mugen? 
And we're like, okay, why not? That's yeah, limitless. That sounds cool. And then uh, from there, it just stuck, you know. So yeah, funny story how that happened. Oh, that's an amazing story. Mark Mugenstriegel. Nice. That sounds badass from there. And I think that's, that's a you. fit for May fighters too. Thank you so much, Mark, for sharing your time and some tips and your stories. Um, to our viewers and listeners, hope you picked up some insights from that. And always remember that wellness is possible. Yes, definitely. God bless. Thank you. Have a good weekend. listening stay strong stay healthy and please share this episode to your loved ones and friends and check the links in the show notes or description of this episode remember wellness is possible well messable